This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. Hey guys, before we begin, one of the packs we're opening today is Growing Pains, and we recorded this before Alan Thicke passed away. Alan Thicke was an awesome actor. He's a super cool dude, too, and we miss you, Alan. Recorded at Meltdown Comics in front of no studio audience, it's two packs with me, Jeffrey Golden. Welcome to Two Packs, a trading card comedy show, where I open up packs of weird, retro, Urkel-rific trading cards with a funny friend. This week, I'm joined by a terrific writer, creator of shows for Amazon, Netflix, and more. His new book, The Daddy Complex, is in bookstores nationwide. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Sandoval. Hello, Jeffrey. Ryan. How are you? Doing great. How about yourself? Oh, fine, fine, fine. You're a writer and creator of TV programs. Yes, this is true. What shows did you watch growing up? What shows inspired you to create such things? The Simpsons. I watched it probably three times a day. It was on in syndications. So Absolutely. You had to. Lots and lots of Simpsons and then weird daytime programming while my mom was at work. So like, like what? That's incredible. Do you remember that show at I all? I don't know. <laughs> Is it was it like a science show or no, was it not like at a all. was it like a a promo product show? Look at this close that's incredible. A dish pan that cleans itself. Somewhere in between that it was like this guy built a pyramid out of aluminum cans that's five stories tall. Uh, This mouse, the mouse wasn't special, but there was one where they created some liquid that allowed a mouse to function underwater. (laughs) Would you ever say to the screen, that's incredible, (laughs) as they were describing these things? Well, it was a lot of diminishing returns where after the fifth episode, it was hard to be impressed. So that's remarkable at best. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't beat the guy who could balance on the tip of the Eiffel Tower, (laughs) you know? I guess he water skied across the English Channel without a boat. (laughs) It's fine. I mean, I could do it probably, but Whatever, he did it first, so I don't need to try. So Simpsons and that TV show. And and those were the only two shows you watched growing up. Well, we'll be here all day if I list them all. That's true. Jenny Jones was another big one. Jenny Jones? (laughs) The Jenny Jones show. Oh, yes, the daytime talk show. I got PG-13, Jerry Springer. Right. Out of control teens getting sent to boot camp. It's interesting because you make sitcoms, you know, you do work on sitcoms, but so many of the things that you watch were inspired by are not sitcoms at all. They were these weird daytime TV shows, as you described. Yeah. I mean, you know, you take your inspiration where you can. That's true. I certainly, I respect well-oiled machine sitcoms and... Yeah, you know, I haven't really seen any Seinfeld. I did watch a lot of Growing Pains. Uh, you haven't seen any Seinfeld? I've seen four episodes. Oh, wow. And then the rest is through Osmosis, where everyone's, hey, remember when right. neighbor Kramer. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you never seen it before. The Marble Rye. Someone will say, yes, The no, Marble Rye. No idea what Great that is. episode, you'll say. You know, if I may be so bold. Yes, you may. I'm going to recommend you watch Seinfeld. Okay. It's a great show. Yeah. One of the greats. One of the great shows. Jerry Seinfeld and New York Friends have it out in the best city in America. I'm guessing that's what it says in the (laughs) DVR description. Absolutely. (laughs) Jerry and his best buds hanging out, (laughs) laying back. 
Well, speaking of well-oiled machine sitcoms, we have got cards for them. You mentioned Growing Pains. We have from Topps Growing Pains trading cards from 1988. Pretty awesome. Show me the da da da. Show me that smile. Look, Look at so minute, minute I'm growing pain. <laughs> we'll see if we can predict what will happen to Kirk Cameron <laughs> through the trading cards. We'll see if there's any clues that give us a hint of what's to come. You mean his soul or uh, his soul? The direction of his life. Because his soul is fine, I promise you. Oh yeah, <laughs> his soul's best. Dedication to the Lord Almighty. <laughs> Listen, when it comes, when the rapture happens, he's gonna be the only one. Save. It'll just be Kirk and having him. Everyone else was terrible. <laughs> Not even boner to bone will be. <laughs> and we also have from Impel laughs trading cards from 1991. L A F F S trading cards, and then you see on there the, the logos of Perfect Strangers, Family Matters, and Full House. So this is basically TGIF trading cards. These were actually suggested to us by at Derek the Hyde on Twitter. Thank you, Derek. And if you want to suggest a pack for us to open on the show, tweet at us at Two Packs Podcast. All one word. T-W-O Packs Podcast. Yeah, do it. Derek did. Great job, Derek. Great job. This was a good suggestion. Uh, frankly, I'm very excited about Family Matters trading cards because I'm, I'm just imagining I might get an Urkel bot. That would be the highlight of this show is if we open this and I got an Urkel bot trading card. I love the Urkel bot. Well, you have the reciprocal disappointment if Urkel bot is not in that packet. <laughs> yeah, if it's only Perfect Strangers cards, this whole thing was a waste. This whole podcast was a waste of time. And guest gets to decide which pack would you like to open, Growing Pains or Laughs? Ooh. Do I torture you or do I satisfy me? Ryan. I'm just trying to create suspense for our listeners. Ryan. Yes. Satisfy yourself. So this is an Ayn Rand world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Growing Pains. I want to go with Growing Pains. Excellent. Those are for you. Thank you. Hold on to those. <laughs> I will get us started with our first pack. Pack one. Laughs. Laugh pack. Often imitated, never duplicated. Were these imitated? Probably. I'll kick us off here. We've got a perfect strangers card, and it shows Balky wearing suspenders and a very loud blue and maroon shirt, a paisley shirt. He's carefully holding a silver platter of some kind. And there's a stool next to him with what looks to be like a little, I don't know what that is, some kind of little stuffed animal on the stool. And the card says, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> so presumably, Balky is in the middle of a magic routine of some kind. Yeah, it looks like he's practicing to do a magic trick. Although, you could also argue he's practicing to be like a room service guy <laughs> at a hotel. Yeah, he could be catering a gala event. He could be. Yeah. All right. This is one of these in-between moments, I feel like. <laughs> this isn't like a really great card. Hocus Pocus would be great if he was wearing a full magician's outfit. Yeah. And he was pulling a rabbit out of a hat. That's what I want to see. This just looks like he's about to do the thing that I want to see have done. He's looking down, so his lids are closed. And, yeah. <laughs> if you want a picture of Balky with his <laughs> eyes closed, you came to the right trading card set. This is on the back. Balky decides to perform in a charity show as a magician. So he spends plenty of time practicing his tricks, but it's Larry who decides to do a disappearing act. He bows out of going to the show when a certain bigwig decides to make a surprise appearance. It takes some special magic from Balky to change Larry's mind. Just showing how decisions impact the lives of people around <laughs> us. 
who do you think is the big wig that Larry ditched Balky to meet with? So he was scared that he might run into this big wig at the charity magic show. Is that yeah? What you're he, he decides to bow out when a certain big wig decides to make a surprise appearance. I'm gonna guess a famous magician who Larry used to work with in his salad days. Oh shit! They had so words it's like David Copperfield or yeah. someone like that. Or do you think Balky stole a trick from David Copperfield and Larry anticipates the shit's gonna hit the fan and he leaves before he watches the plagiarism in action? I wouldn't put anything past cousin Larry. I no, mean, he's out for number one first and <laughs> foremost. I feel like maybe cousin Larry was caught in bed with. David Copperfield's wife, Claudia Schiffer, was that one of his wives or a wife or... Oh, really? They were married? I feel like it. There was a time where magicians really, you couldn't get better than a magician. I got told I looked like a magician this week. You did? (laughs) Yeah. I got a haircut. My hair used to be kind of shaggy. And afterwards, the barber told me, she said, before you looked like a magician, now you look like a businessman. Oh, interesting. So you did look like a magician because your hair was shaggy? When I think of magicians these days, I think of the Chris Angels of the world. Magicians are weird looking guys. Like damaged. Yeah. Yeah, damaged and weird and moody with a lot of weird face makeup yeah, and shit. Yeah, salt. <laughs> They're dangerous, but not in a dangerous way, really. Not just a guy with slightly long hair. <laughs> it's mostly a guy with slightly long hair and a distressed baggy collared shirt <laughs> who will blow your mind. <laughs> blow our mind with your first card here. The first card is a perfect stranger's card. And Great. It's... <laughs> so it's got Balky, who is clearly the source of all comedy on this show. Like Larry was just trying to keep things in order. And... Larry has to deliver a pie to his boss, <laughs> and Balky hires an old world stagecoach from the old country, and the coach doesn't understand the directions, and they end up in the weird part of town. Yeah. And they have to keep this pie safe. They're like in pie thief part of town. Yeah, there's like a rare Memorial Day where no pies are allowed at this festival and they bring a pie so they gotta stand trial for it. And, <laughs> and Balky is Larry's lawyer and Larry is Balky's lawyer. <laughs> it's bad. They have a lot of bad ideas. But they are perfect at being strangers. They never got to know each other throughout the course of the the show. (laughs) A lot of walls, a lot of walls in that apartment. So what's going on in this card is there's a horse sitting on a couch. And next to that horse is Balky, eyes downcast yet again. He's holding a bucket. And in that bucket looks like there's some sort of candy cane or salt lick. And his feet are not touching the ground somehow. So that's either a high couch or he's just a little man. And the title of the card is A Horse is a Horse. Yeah, it sure is. Makes sense to me. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, they sure have a horse in their apartment. (laughs) Yeah, the backs. Larry buys a racehorse and heads to the races with Balky, Jennifer, and Mary Ann. But things go downhill from there. When the horse gets sick, Balky tries to heal it using one of his strange, quote, my posian mixtures. Is that the fake country he's from? Yeah, yeah. Let's say yes. Let's just say yes. From his home country. There you go. After the horse takes his medicine, both man and beast sit down to wait for the results. You know, it's weird to me that people buying a racehorse or owning a racehorse is common sitcom trope. Yeah. It happens on Taxi, I believe. It happened, I think, on The Simpsons, actually. Didn't Bart own a racehorse at one point? Yeah. There's one they, where he owns an elephant. There's like a world of jockeys. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm pretty sure he owns a racehorse or something very similar. The point is that so many sitcoms incorporate racehorses into their plot. Why do you think that is? Do you think there's just a lot of writers are addicted to gambling and it's just, I honestly it's just th- coming in? The Sarge ha- Bilko, it happens. <laughs> What's going on? I haven't looked at the documents, but I feel like maybe writing staffs got passed around because a similar plot line would happen not with buying a racehorse, but where a character would find a really expensive piece of jewelry. And then that was the big conflict for the week was, God, am I supposed to keep this or take it to the police? Right. Am I going to do the right thing? Yeah. So I'm sure if you're a writer and you're jumping from show to show, well, I haven't done this on this show yet. Let's just do this plot line. Let's do the horse plot line. Uh, Also, I mean, horses are just pure, clear... Comedy. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> seeing a horse in someone's house is funny. Yeah. I like the idea that in every sitcom writer's room, there's like a break the glass thing where it's just like a folder. You open it up and just lead character gets a racehorse. Yeah. It's just like, All right. We used it. We had that option. So I did get a Family Matters card. So it's Rachel Crawford. Mm-hmm. And she's hugging Urkel. And I hope that all of the cards of the non-Urkel characters are character hugging Urkel because clearly they did not think that Rachel could carry a trading card on her own. <laughs> we definitely need some Urkel in there. There is no Rachel heads out there no. for Family Matters. After a few very tough years, things really brightened up for Harriet's sister Rachel. Sure, the Winslow household is a little crowded, but it's just like one big family. Even the neighbors are nice, like Stephen Urkel, <laughs> who helped Rachel get her own business Rachel's place off the ground. Who are these for? I mean, someone who's a fan enough to buy Family Matters trading cards would know these things already, right? They would know Urkel is the neighbor and that it's a little crowded in the Winslow household. I guess maybe they were thinking, 91 I think is still early in the runs of these shows. So maybe they were thinking, okay, well we've got Perfect Strangers is really popular. Mm -hmm. We should create trading cards with these three sitcoms to like kind of cross their audiences you know this will bridge the gap between if you were a full house nut but you hadn't seen family matters this was your way in yeah well isn't family matters a spinoff of perfect strangers in a sense yes family matters is it's harriet winslow is a character in both perfect strangers and family matters yeah their universes are connected and urkel took a jet pack into the full house backyard and met the Tanners. <laughs> so all these shows, these different shows, are all in the same universe. And they're oh. going to do nothing with that. There's never, It's never going to build no. towards anything. Unfortunately, we're not getting a trading card that has all those characters combined, though that would be amazing. What's our last one for this the pack? The last here? one for this pack is a full house trading card, and we've got the Tanners minus the uncles. So we've got Danny, Tanner, Michelle, Tanner, (laughs) all the Tanners, Tanners. and the title of the card is My Three Daughters. It's Christmas-themed, which is... I can't stress how appropriate that is during this time of year. I will say we're recording this during Christmas, when we, it's about to be Christmas, but this will air in mid-January, <laughs> which is, I guess, in a way even more appropriate. Well, It's if, like, yeah, the memories of Christmas have long since faded, but at least we have this trading card to remember the glory days of well, Christmas past. Mid-January will be in what I like to call Christmas afterbirth mode, where right. no Christmas happened, but it's on a wane. It, it's not going to build towards an anything. It's right. disappeared in your new set of challenges for the year. And so, <laughs> that's a long way of saying that we got the tanners in front of a gorgeous Christmas tree. It's got bows. It's got <laughs> those spherical ornaments that are, lack of a better word, I guess they're just called ornaments. Yeah. 
some tinsel in there. The girls look pretty happy. Danny looks a little mad. But I don't blame him. He's going to have a lot of cleaning up to do when all the Christmas is over. <laughs> well, we'll see. What does it say in the description of the back? In many families, one parent has to be both mother and father, just like Danny Tanner. Whether he's helping DJ through the trials of being a teenager, coaching Stephanie's Little League team, or teaching Michelle the, quote, ins and outs of life in preschool, Danny always gives his best to three very special daughters. Yeah, he does. Someone really... But he's not happy about it. <laughs> it's really a According little... to his face on the card, he's like, he, he'll do his best, but he doesn't. he's not particularly interested in this. He looks pissed off, and it's counterbalanced at least by his daughters. They all look genuinely happy. Like, sure. I don't know if the actresses were just pleased that day, or but man, Bob Saget... Not having it. Should have changed his tood before... Saget's not having it. How <laughs> rude! That's what I would say to him for making that face. Yeah, watch your... Listen, I got to tell you something. Yes. We got a break for commercial. Did I do that? <laughs> yes, I did. I throw it into commercial. We'll be right back. <laughs> Show me those pains again. <laughs> growing those pains all over my body. <laughs> we got growing pains, trading cards, Kirk Cameron, and the whole crew. They're all here. You ready to open us up? Hell yeah. Oh, man. This, I won't slow things down by describing the outside of this packet, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's an illustrated in that sort of mid-'80s tops trading card sort of way, that thick line art with dot patterns. There goes some gum. Oh, yeah. There goes that gum. Yeah, back then they were like, we don't need a peach color. We'll use a lot of tiny red dots <laughs> in concentration. It'll be fine. You'll love the dots. <laughs> You're going to love these dots. Mike Seaver was a real... He was really into schemes, even more than Zach Morris. I'd say he laid the, the blueprint for Zach Morris in terms of schemes. What was your favorite scheme of I think his? There's one I think about a lot where him and Boner Stabone took a photography class at the local community college, but it was all because they had heard you get to photograph naked models. So that's <laughs> yep. like they're, they weren't thinking with their brains. They were thinking with another part of their bodies. Their dicks. <laughs> they're thinking co- with their dicks. They're, yeah, their cocks. Uh, uh, <laughs> their thick, juicy cocks. <laughs> when, when push came to shove, they got there to take the picture and they had to change a heart where they realized how wrong they got to know the model she was hey i'm a single mom this is just one of many ways i make money so it was like a real turning point you're like oh shit i guess we're the bad guys (laughs) yeah kick us off okay let's grow those pains (laughs) to get old so the first one i've got it's got mike siever He's uh, wearing a hideous outfit. He's got some super baggy khakis on, way baggier than they need to be. Precursor to Jinko jeans, except for the taper towards the ankle. And you can tell it's in a way where he was trying for this. He was This right. was the way to look cool around that time. So he's got a really skinny, loose tie on. What's the dad's name? Alan Thick. All right. Okay, okay. this is Mike. <laughs> this is Mike Seaver. Okay, so he's wearing cool jeans. He's wearing cool cool everything he's got a baggy jacket that's very pastel 90s miami style and the title of the card says it's my new look dash miami nice can i see Please here do. oh yeah he looks like a miami vice character yeah but he's smiling so he's nice so about he's it nice what's the back say back says no is for trouble 
<laughs> Who can resist Mike Seaver? And how can not me? Any, not Jeffrey Golden. <laughs> no. <laughs> and how can anyone help but laugh over all the trouble he gets into? There's always some fun-filled scheme cooking in that head. <laughs> I like that this doesn't describe a particular episode or moment. That this is just everybody loves Mike. He's the funniest guy. You love Mike. He's so funny. <laughs> what a funny show this is. You Ar- love the show. Yeah, arguably doing the opposite, making it seem like he doesn't get into that much trouble right (laughs) how can anyone help but laugh over all the trouble he gets into how can they how can anybody i've got a card here speaking of getting into trouble it's the three kids the three seaver kids and they all look like total assholes (laughs) they're smiling but in a way that's mischievous you just want to punch these children in the face they're like ruining their parents lives Clearly. And then Mike is saying, and he's the smirkiest of all, we're innocent. We just look guilty. But they're clearly fucking guilty. <laughs> so Hate guilty. these children so much. By the way, we should point out the border. It's a bright yellow border on these cards, but it's made to look as though these things are happening in a house. We see the oh, outline yeah. of a house with an antenna on the roof. So this is Growing Pains on the bag. A sneaky sneakers. Mike aces a history test with a 94. But when Mr. DeWitt sees the answers written on his sneakers... He's convinced Mike cheated. That would be a pretty good sign. Can Mike show his parents and his teacher that he really did know the answers and he never looked at his shoes? Oh, I see. So even if he didn't look at his shoes, he looked at the answers and he put them on his shoes. Yeah. He still brought in the implements of cheating. Yeah, that's an uphill battle. So I feel like he not only looks guilty, but is guilty. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what these other two kids are smiling about. but Well, Ben was just that standard. Ben's the youngest brother and he's that sort of... That archetype that still continues on lots of Disney Channel shows today, where it's just, you never know what he's up to. He's just nuts, you know? He's going to have dump a jar of jelly on his head. and He's a fucking loose cannon. <laughs> he's a, he should be institutionalized, yeah. <laughs> what is your card there? So, yes, the card I have here, and good eye with that whole house-shaped thing. It's such an odd detail to include antenna, though. Well, because you know, they want to sell antenna. it as a house, I guess, like an yeah. 80s house. What's the most 80s? <laughs> what's a modern house look like? Well, it's got an antenna on the roof. It's oh, got- it Clearly. Yeah, one of those triangle grill-shaped antennas. <laughs> so this one has Daddy Seaver, because we don't know his name, and we've got Ben Seaver, who's holding some kind of squirtable food over his head, and his mouth is open, and he's wearing pretty nifty, looks like a Bugle Boy denim vest, Merlot long sleeve underneath that puppy. Dad's holding a teapot for some reason, and he's got very manly forearms, rich with hair, I'd say. <laughs> this looks like it's just going down in their kitchen, where a lot of plot points happened. Yes. Things were cooking in the kitchen, <laughs> so to speak. Things were cooking in the kitchen. Yes, son. That's the best trout imitation I've ever seen! Exclamation mark. Yeah. I guess kids <laughs> like to impersonate fish. For some reason, there's something in my head where I'm trying to say, like, that's not something the dad would say. Like, really trying to prove my fandom against these cards. But, but no. That's... no, they're probably just taken directly from lines yeah. taken from the shows, yeah. right? So now I'm, I'm impressed, but... Okay, so the back says, junk, junk, junk! Ben Seaver is a junk food junkie. Donuts, (laughs) Doritos, soda pop, ice cream. If it's sticky, gooey, crunchy, or messy, he'll eat it and still have room for dinner. Junk, junk, (laughs) junk. A junk, junk, junk. Junk, junk, junk. junk. If it's sticky or gooey or messy, Ben Seaver will eat Eat it. it. 
It's time you for dinner. Ben. Ben. I want to end on this one because this is the sitcomiest thing I think I've ever seen. We got Papa Seaver here, <laughs> and he is at a grill. He's outdoors. He's grilling with an apron on. He looks horrified as too much smoke wafts up from the grill. Mm -hmm. And it says, I hope everyone wanted those burgers well done. (laughs) That is quintessential sitcom dad. He's cooking. He's dumb. It's gone wrong. I think this is the apex. This is the apex of dad. Yeah. The child equivalent of that is when a science experiment explodes and there's soot on their face. Right. Yeah. The volcano. He put too much vinegar in the volcano or whatever. And yeah, who just, just blasts up, up or something? That look on his face—he looks truly befuddled. It's yeah. like that's what you're supposed to look like as a TV dad, not pissed off Danny Taylor in his Christmas photo. I know Danny he, Tanner. Sorry. Yeah, Danny Tanner. He looks like he's saying, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, go." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of dads, yes, you wrote a book about dads. I did, and it's an action adventure thriller. Parody. Yes. It's called The Daddy Complex. I did. I wrote uh, 200 pages of a silly, action-packed intrigue. I guess you'd describe it kind of how you described it. It's like one of those airport-type best-selling books, the ones right. you get in like, a grocery store. You a find. Grisham. A Grissom. Your Grissoms, Grissom. your Connollys, your Vince Flynn's, your Lee Childs, your Jack Reacher. So it's it's a take on those. I tried to take all the familiar tropes of those stories and exaggerate them to a ridiculous extent. Example would be, at some point, the main character, whose name is Theo Sultan, he's a dyed-in-the-wool maverick. He forces a man to eat an Uzi <laughs> piece by piece. Once all those pieces are in his stomach, he punches punches that gun back together piece by piece and warns the man that if he makes any sudden movements, the trigger will probably be pulled and, and that gun's going to go off inside of him. It's truly an amazing thing to read. <laughs> and it's very well described, too. You really visualize it and how ridiculous it would be. Oh, well, thank you. That was the goal. So if anyone's ever played Metal Gear, you know that that can get to some pretty silly places while still being cool. So I tried to just keep the silly stuff, but satisfy anyone who actually likes cool action sequences. So I implore all of you to buy it for yourself. Buy it for your friends, for your family, for your enemies, for your boss, for the janitor. <laughs> Especially for your dad, too. And for your dad. If your dad loves these types of novels. If your dad's in the picture, this is something the two of you can bond over. You can finally have a shared genre that you can read next to each other by a crackling fire while mom is reading her Jody Picot or her Janet Ivanovich. She's got her own things to read. She's got a book club that she goes yeah. to. That's a whole other scenario. She's reading Sisterhood of the Traveling Yaya. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Traveling Yaya. <laughs> yeah, you can get the Daddy Complex on Amazon. You can get it in bookstores across the country. It's a great read. It's absolutely hilarious. Oh, well, thank you. And whoa, check this out. It's time for trades. Trade. Yes, we got to add right. value to this card economy here. Guest gets to initiate trades. Do you want any of my laughs cards? Oh. Do any of them interest you? Yes, I want the Perfect Strangers card where Balky's sitting next to a possibly sick horse. I think it is absolutely the best card that I got here with this pack for sure. Okay, what can I offer you for that? 
Well, I think I definitely want Burger Dad. Definitely want Dad cooking a burger. We didn't talk about it, but do you think you could throw in that Kirk Cameron sticker as well? Yeah, that sticker's all yours. It's got his name on it. He's doing a dreamy face. He's not even trying to look. He is a heartthrob. Schemy. He's a hunk. Now, can I also throw in these shards of gum that... I mean, I'm literally just going to throw them right into the garbage. <laughs> They're dangerous. So you can throw them in, but I, yeah, they're going into the toxic garbage. <laughs> You'll help that trajectory into a waste bin. <laughs> All right, do we have a trade here? Yeah, let's trade. All right, horse. I like that zaniness was a quality that we wanted to... Listen, when you're talking about <laughs> sitcom cards, you got to go zany. <laughs> you know, I hate them, but I'm just curious. What would you want for the three bratty kids? The one where it's, we're innocent. We just <laughs> look guilty. Yeah, we just look guilty. <laughs> no dinner for your children. Yeah. Stop. What would I take for this? I want a reminder to myself not to let my children become like this. You, yeah, don't give them an inch. Right. Put them to work. Put uh, them to work in the fields. I'm going to trade you for the Rachel Crawford and whatever that unnamed character she's hugging. Yeah, yeah. No, who can recognize that bespeckled nerd here with the uh, suspenders? There yeah. you go. Whoever this person is should invent a dance on a rooftop or something. And I know. Party and save the day. I look at him and I wonder if he has any cheese. <laughs> Probably Probably does not. He probably wants cheese from others. It looks like he's always trying to make it seem like he's not responsible for things by saying, oh, I don't know. Did I do that? <laughs> he does look like that. He has that look to him. <laughs> oh, well, well, whoever he is. Whoever he is, you've got him now. Hey, Ryan. Yes. Thanks so much for being here. Ah, thank you for having me, Jeffrey. Yay. And we want to thank Meltdown Comics. We also want to thank Mason in the booth. Thank you, Mason. This has been two packs a week. Should we go out on what's your favorite catchphrase that we haven't said at this point? Is it from one of these shows? Did Balky have a catchphrase? I would not know. I was not a huge Perfect Strangers aficionado. Mason's saying he did. Though. He did. Mason, what was his catchphrase? Cousin. <laughs> cousin. 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 Why are we not getting a cousin trading card? <laughs> I know. That would have been the best. <laughs> I love it. Cousins. Cousins. Two Packs was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers. Break music by Lee Rosevere. Logo by Kenny Kyle. Like the show? Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners as cool as you. Follow us on Twitter at Two Packs Podcast. That's T-W-O. And me at Jeffrey Golden. That's Jeffrey with a G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for you to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. So this is Mike talking to Alan Thicke, and Mike looks like he's trying to explain something, and Alan Thicke, his mouth is cartoonishly wide open. It just looks like he is a Madame Tussauds wax figure, but with his mouth open permanently. And the card says, am I in trouble, Dad, or do you have lockjaw? Wow. Because he's... The dad, his mouth is agape. And it says, a concerned star. While not working or playing his favorite sports, Alan Thicke donates his time and efforts to the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation, a charity very special to him since learning his oldest son, Brennan, 12, is a diabetic. He has one other son, Robin, 10, who is not that special. (laughs) Except for he's become very famous nowadays. 
Robin Thicke, that blurred line singer guy. Yeah, it's funny that this card focused on Brennan. Brennan got an early taste of fame <laughs> yeah. by being called out, but Robin was the one who would eventually write that date rape anthem. Yeah, <laughs> beloved, horrible. <laughs> so Robin didn't have diabetes. I like, too, that they maintained the mystery of what the dad's name was on this show, because you and I have made no effort to uh, All right, let's do <laughs> this. There's got to be one of these cards has to say his name. Okay, this will be flash round. No, this is... This is the lightning round. This is this is this not it. Sticky situation. Carolax breaks her mother's favorite no, land. This is not it. It's a hot date. A date with a gorgeous Madonna lookalike. Lisa's this every guy's That doesn't look like Madonna. Oh, that's his mother. Having dad around is great, but mom, <laughs> God, it's just all right. Let's do it. I didn't want to break this up, but we could do it with this card. There's a puzzle card. Yes. So we can figure out the names. By solving the puzzles. Oh, Jesus. So it's like the, all the names are scrambled here. So yes. there's one NBE. That's clearly Ben. That's ben, easy. Mike. Is Mike one of those there? Yeah, I K E M. So that's clearly Mike. Carol is the mom. Carol. Yeah, we have that. O C L R A, Carol. Mm-hmm. And then we have Gag Me, G A G M I E. I think it's Megan. Wait, no. Maggie? Maggie. Yeah, it's got to be Maggie. M-A-G-G-I-E. The first one's got to be the dad. O-A-S-N-J. Jason. Jason. I think it's Jason. Jason? Yeah, or Joe San, but probably Jason. That's the dad's name? It seems, I mean, what else could it be? That seems, Jason seems like a kid's (laughs) name, but I guess it is. No, maybe it's No Jazz. No Jazz. Oh, that's it. It's No Jazz. It's No no Jazz. No Jazz. No Jazz. 